Welcome to the Divine Healing Podcast. I am your host, Femi the Divine. The purpose of this podcast is to help you facilitate healing through holistic modalities. If you are seeking to radically transform your life through inner healing work, you are in the right place. Please join me as I share tips and tricks that have helped me along my journey to healing. I am here to be your guide and provide help and support as you navigate your own personal journey. Thanks for listening. Let's start the show. Welcome to the Divine Healing Podcast. I'm your host, Femi the Divine, and welcome back. We are now on episode number eight. Happy New Year. Happy almost end of January. I hope you all set your intentions like we talked about in the last episode and you are still on track. I know sometimes we get off track with New Year's resolutions and then we start over on February the 1st. I took a few weeks off just to get some things in order in my own life. So I apologize for not having a bi-weekly episode a couple weeks ago, but we're back. We're back on track and back on schedule. So this week I wanted to do something different. Um, Instead of talking about one particular topic at length, I'm going to give you all the top 10 about things that I have learned so far on my healing journey. Before we get into that again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who is listening. If this is your first time, welcome. If you're a returning listener, thank you for pressing the play button. And if you have reached out to me directly or indirectly uh, with your feedback, if you shared the show, if you sent the show to someone else, you're enjoying the show and you let me know that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your feedback. I definitely appreciate that. If there's anything that you all would like to hear about or you have questions about, again, feel free to reach out to me. I'll put my contact info in the show notes. So top 10 things I've learned so far on my healing journey. These are not in any particular order, except for the last one, which I think is the most important. But I'm going to start with number 10. You can't take everybody with you. Sometimes in life, we grow and we evolve past the folks that are in our life. This could be friends. This could be family. This could be co-workers. This could be ro- romantic partners. But sometimes as we have to do our own healing work, we leave people behind. And it may be a matter of maybe they're just not where you are right now. Maybe they're not understanding. Maybe they don't feel like they have healing work to do or they're in denial. Or maybe sometimes that situation is holding you back and it's time for you to move on and grow and evolve. And sometimes you have to leave people where they are. It may be difficult. They may not understand why it is that you are doing what it is that you're doing. It may not make sense to them. They may be angry about it because they may be benefiting from you, you know, staying in that particular situation. But just understand that you can't take everybody with you. Sometimes people are in your life for a reason, a season or forever. And a lot of times we can't even get to the forever people because we're so stuck on the reason and the season. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you leaving somebody behind has to be a bad thing. Again, their season could just be up. You could just be in different places in your lives. I think we find this happens, especially as we grow older. You may be still trying to hang on to legacy friendships from when you you were kids. You know, maybe you're the first person in your, your friend group to get married or become a mom. And sometimes, you know, folks just aren't in the place that you are. So you kind of part ways. It doesn't always have to be something bad or dramatic. Or anything like that, but just understand that sometimes elevation requires isolation. Number nine, boundaries don't have to be an electric fence. 
Something I definitely learned along my journey was that I did not set adequate boundaries. Part of that was because I didn't want to disappoint people. Maybe I was trying to people please. Maybe I just didn't know how to set boundaries. And also sometimes you're listening to other folks and you don't realize that in your effort to not rock the boat or please everybody else, you put your own needs to the wayside when you really should be setting a boundary. Just remember in life that we dictate how people treat us. And that's not that's not giving an excuse for people to treat you poorly. But understand that sometimes people say and do things to us and we don't address it. We don't address it for, for many reasons. Maybe it's we don't know how. Maybe we don't realize that it needs to be addressed at that time. Maybe we're afraid to address it. Maybe, you know, again, we don't want to rock the boat. That was my situation. Oftentimes, I just felt like it wasn't worth it to have to deal with the drama that would ensue from me addressing it. So a lot of things I would just kind of brush under the rug. But having to set a boundary, that's something that you need to do for your own protection. So in the past, if you've not spoken up when people may have wronged you or overstepped the boundary or they did something, you know, that you didn't necessarily agree with or something that was potentially harmful to you, you know, and you not speaking up. It's almost like you allowed it to happen. And sometimes a boundary is just saying, you know what? No, no, is a complete sentence. No, I'm not going to allow you to do this. No, I don't appreciate that you did this. No, when you did this, it made me feel that way. No, I'm not accepting this. Or it's, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. Maybe you want me to do something, but I've decided that that's not what I'm going to do. But a boundary can simply be a no. You really don't have to explain why. If you want to, you can. If you feel that's necessary, you can. But I had to come to a point in my life where I had to understand that I needed to set boundaries because if I did not, people would continue to overstep, continue to do what they wanted to do, continue to try to walk and trample all over me. And understanding that it doesn't have to be something big and grandiose. You can move a boundary. I may set the boundary here today, but that doesn't mean that I won't relax it as time goes on. Also doesn't mean that I won't tighten it if I need to. But people hear the word boundary and, you know, they get all scared and they think that you're literally drawing a line and saying, no, I am putting my foot down and I am setting a boundary for my own protection. And if you have an issue with that, then maybe you don't have my best interest at heart. Because most of the time when you set a boundary, the people who have an issue with it is because they were benefiting from you not having a boundary or from you allowing them to walk all over top of your boundary. So just keep that in mind. Boundaries are important, but they don't have to be an electric fence that shocks people every time they come by. Learn how to set healthy boundaries. Learning how to set healthy boundaries will definitely help you along your journey. And obviously boundaries will be different in every situation with each person that you interact with. Do what makes you comfortable and what works best for you. That leads me into the next item, which is number eight. Sometimes we're the toxic person. We have to own up to the things that we do as well. It's not always everybody is doing everything to you. Sometimes we play a part. Sometimes we contribute to the issue. Sometimes we cause some of the things 
that happen to ourselves, maybe directly or indirectly. And that's not to point fingers and that's not to point blame, but just taking stock of the fact that, you know, maybe I could have done something differently. You know, maybe I lashed out at somebody or I said something or I did something in retaliation to something else that was happening to me or something that I haven't dealt with. So just taking a step back and reassessing, sometimes we are the toxic person. Sometimes we're playing the victim. That brings me to number seven. Sometimes we play the victim. I'm not victim blaming. I'm not saying that we are the victim in some situations because sometimes you really are. But how long are you going to stay there? Take the time that you need to process, to sit with your feelings, to think about what has happened. Be sad, cry, scream, do whatever it is that you need to do. And then it's time to move on. Staying in your victimhood does not benefit you. It's just going to remind you of what has happened. You're going to keep replaying it in your mind. You're basically re-victimizing yourself every single time you do that. Does that mean it's your fault that something happened to you and you were a victim? Not at all. But by staying then in that place, you're allowing the other person to continue to have power over you in the situation. So you have to decide, okay, I'm done being the victim. I'm going to heal from this situation or I've already healed, you know, as far as I think I need to from this situation. And I'm going to get myself together and I'm going to push forward. Number six, this one was a hard one for me. Closure is not always necessary. And you don't have to forgive people if you don't want to. I know a lot of times we get hung up in this loop when something happens and it's like, oh, I need to talk to them or I want to have one last conversation with them for closure. Why? A lot of times we don't get the apology or the explanation that we wanted. And if we sat around waiting for that so that we can have closure on a situation, we'd probably be waiting forever. To be honest, sometimes the person on the other end of the situation, they don't know why they did what they did. Maybe it was just because they wanted to or they felt to at that point in time. Like it may not be that deep. But maybe them apologizing. I don't want I mean, to be honest with you, I don't want to have this apology just because somebody felt like it was the right thing to do. Or they're just saying what it is that they thought I wanted to hear. That's not sincere. So as far as I'm concerned, the closure is you did what you did. I did what I did or said what I said. And that's the end of the conversation. I'm not sitting around waiting for somebody else to provide closure so that I can move on with my life. I decide when I move on with my life and I don't have to forgive you. I don't subscribe to this whole, you know, for forgive and forget mindset. At this point in my life, I think I'm tired of being the bigger person. I'm tired of taking the high road, tired of turning the other cheek. All of that is stuff that they teach in Abrahamic religion. And if you've been listening to the past seven episodes, you'll know that I don't practice that. I just, I don't know. I just feel like forgiveness. A lot of people get hung up in this. Oh, you have to forgive the other person. If there's something you feel like you need to do for you so you can move on, then do that. But don't make it about the other person. It's not going to change anything. The other thing is this. Far too many times in my life where I, you know, people say it's not worth it. Be the bigger person. Take the high road. Don't stoop to their level. No, 
Being a bigger person and most of the time has landed me in situations where I was abused. I was made to feel like my feelings weren't important and they were dismissed. It gave folks the green light to continue doing whatever it is that they needed, that they did that put them in a position to even want my forgiveness. And I was just trampled all over, disrespected. And like I said, abused. In my opinion, it's not worth it. You have to take stock of the situations and the relationships in your life. And if you feel like it's going to be an added benefit to your life to forgive that person and forget and move on, then do that. Me personally, I don't feel like that's necessary. We're grown. People know what they did. They knew exactly what they were doing. And as a result of their action, I have the opportunity to choose my own action or inaction, depending on what the situation is. No, we too grown for foolishness. I do not forgive and forget. I just move on. You said what you said. I said what I said. You did what you did. I did what I did. And that's the end of it. Number five, it's okay to change your mind. Sometimes we go through life thinking, oh, I want this. Oh, I want that. You know, especially as it relates to relationships, you know, maybe I really want to stay in this relationship. This is what I thought I wanted. Then life happens. It's okay to change your mind. Sometimes we don't really know what we want out of life until we're in a situation where we're experiencing what it is that we thought we wanted and things aren't going the way that we wanted them to go. Or we're realizing, you know what, this ain't what I expected or anticipated. And maybe this isn't a good fit for me. That could apply to anything. It could be a job. It could be a relationship. It could be, you know, maybe you're in school and you're studying a particular field and you decide, you know what, this maybe this ain't for me. I think a lot of times we get hung up on, okay, well, I put a lot of time into this situation. I put a lot of money into this situation. I put a lot of energy in this situation. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to start over. A lot of times you hear people say things like, oh, I wasted my time doing such and such and such. I would rather get out now that I'm realizing that this isn't a good fit for me than to continue down a path for even more time and more energy and more money. And it isn't take a step back and reassess. Sometimes our wants and our needs change. It's okay to change your mind and do what's best for you. Don't let people make you feel like you can't. Number four. You must be open-minded and willing to try new things as we move on this journey. For many of us, we're adults. I find that a lot of people go through this quarter life, 30-year-old, 35-year-old crisis, and they're reevaluating everything in their life and everything that they've been taught, everything they've learned over the years, you know, and comparing that with their life experiences over the past few years that brought them to this particular point. Clearly, whatever it was that you were doing up until this point was not working. Or maybe it just wasn't working 100%. That's why we're here. That's why we're making the commitment to ourselves to do things differently. So you have to be open-minded and willing to try new things. 
what's that saying? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results is insanity. Be willing to try something new. Now, that may differ for you depending on what that is. For some people, trying something new is going to therapy. Everybody needs to go to therapy. I don't care what y'all think. Everybody. Maybe it's going to therapy. Maybe it's a career change. Maybe it's getting rid of some habits that you need to get rid of. Maybe it's getting rid of addictions. Maybe it's speaking up for yourself. That's something different if you were somebody who normally did not. Maybe it's going out and meeting new friends. Maybe it's leaving a relationship. Maybe it's starting a new relationship. Maybe it's finding a new job. Maybe it's trying a new hobby. Maybe it's exercising. Maybe it's changing your diet. Just be open-minded and willing to try new things. I know for me, I usually will try something new a few times. Sometimes the first time there may be some kind of shock or it may not go the way you want it to. But usually I'm willing to try something a second and possibly a third time before I make my mind up about it. Be open and willing to try new things. You may find out that you really love journaling. And it's not like writing in your dear diary when you're eight years old. You may really like going to the gym. Because it's helping you to relieve your stress. Maybe, you know, changing your diet, you know, because it helps to elevate your mood or maybe addressing medical issues. Maybe you're trying to lose some weight, whatever. Be open-minded and willing to try something new. Number three, sometimes this journey is lonely. I spoke, I think number 10 was, you can't take everybody with you. So as you grow and progress, you may find that certain people, places, and things are removed from your life by spirit. If they're meant to be gone, don't go back and get them. But you may find yourself in a place where you feel like you are alone on an island and nobody understands what you're going through, what you're dealing with, what you're trying to do. You know, maybe the folks that you usually talk to or you went to for comfort or spent time with, maybe they're not around anymore. They're not available to you. Maybe you have to avoid certain people, places and things because they're triggers, you know. So it's more of a self-imposed isolation. Just understanding that when you make the commitment to yourself and to your own healing, it may require you to destroy and tear down your old life entirely so that you can prepare and rebuild for the new one. Take this time alone to sit and listen. Listen to your guides, listen to spirit, ask for direction, ask for clarity. Take this quiet time, take advantage of it. For a lot of people, this whole COVID situation for the last two years has been quiet time. Take this time to sit down and really think about what it is in your life that you want to change, what it is that you want to accomplish and move forward, and what it is that you're willing to let go of and leave behind to accomplish those things. It may be lonely, but trust me, it'll get better. And it may just be a matter of getting out here and trying something new, going somewhere new and meeting some folks that are like-minded. Maybe that's online. You know, if you ask to meet like-minded people, friends, family, loved ones, whatever it is, they'll come. You'll meet the right people at the right time that are on the same page that you're on. So if you're feeling lonely, ask to meet, you know, and attract like-minded people. That's something you can pray and ask for easily. Maybe it's just joining a Facebook group. 
you know, maybe it's just fine going to an event in your city. You need like-minded folks. I found that when I started doing that, I started seeing the same people at different events all across town. Sometimes you form friends like that. But don't be afraid to step out there. You know, nobody is saying that just because you're on a healing journey that you have to sit in the house by yourself. But just know that it, it can be a lonely journey. Something to think about. Number two. This journey is not easy. Healing work, inner healing work has been some of the most difficult work I have done in my 35 years on this planet. It requires you to really take a step back, get out of your denial and take a cold, long, hard look at yourself. Yes, other people play a factor into why you had to come to this point and embark on this journey, but it's not about them. It's about you. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have to think about things that maybe you don't want to think about. You're going to have to have hard conversations that maybe you didn't want to have. You're going to have to admit the things and talk about things that maybe you don't want to talk about. But it is necessary for your growth. Remember, growth happens in darkness. And you cannot share and have a testimony. You can't share with anybody else if you yourself have never been tested. As we go through life, we all face trials and tribulations. It's not necessarily about the trials and the tribulations, but it's about how did you rebound from them? What did you learn from those life experiences? What changes did you make as a result? And if you feel up to it, what can you share with others who are also on their journey? who also may be experiencing the same things that you are, or maybe what it is that you are sharing may prevent them from going through some of those things or maybe soften the blow. This journey is not easy. I don't care what anybody tell you. It's not. It ain't always going to be unicorns, cherries and rainbows, but just know that it is worth it. You're choosing yourself. You're choosing to up-level your life so that you can live the kind of life that you want to live, so that you can achieve happiness and bliss and wealth and prosperity and growth. Nothing worth having in this life is going to come easy. You have to put in the work. The longer you take and drag your feet when it comes to putting in the work, the longer you may suffer. And I'm going to be real with y'all. There is no honor in suffering. Do what you need to do. It won't be easy. But just, just stick it out. Trust me. It will all be for the better in the end. And now we are at the last one, which is number one. And this is the most important. You can number two through 10, however it is that you want to do it. This is the most important thing I want you all to remember. Healing is not a linear process. Some of you all may have heard that statement before, but it's true. It's not like you wake up one day and you say, all right, I'm on the journey to healing and I'm going to do this and this and this and then I'm done. We will continue to heal our entire lives until we take our last breath. You will take forward steps forward and you will take steps backward. And then you will go forward again. The important thing is to not stay stuck and to keep moving. If you feel like you have experienced a setback, take some time to think about, okay, not so much 
Why is this happening to me? But what is this situation teaching me? What can I learn here? What's my takeaway so that I can move on to the next step? No one will ever be in a situation where they're 100% healed. As life goes on, we'll continue to face situations. We'll continue to face trials and tribulations. And those things add character. They give us experiences to draw upon as we move into new experiences in life. But just understand that it's not a linear process. There's not a straight line from point A to point B. Think of it instead as a journey where there will be peaks and valleys. But as long as you stay on the journey, you're moving in the right direction. So I know this week's episode was a little bit different. I wanted to switch things up, try something new. But those are the top 10 things that I have personally learned on my healing journey so far. I hope you all found something in here helpful. You enjoyed the show. Please feel free to leave us a rating on iTunes, on Spotify. You can send me a message directly. I will put my contact information in the show notes. Share with a friend if this blessed you today. And as always, before I go, I'm going to leave you all with an affirmation. I affirm I am in the driver's seat of my own journey. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.